Welcome to the Glojo Podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Collel, and every week I'll be sharing thought-provoking, soul-soothing, and inspiring conversations from personal stories to insider tips and tricks. At the Glojo, you can always find what you need when you need it most. This is permission. Permission to be you, permission to be messy, permission to feel all the feels. So what do you say? Let's do this together. I'll see you in the Glojo. Hello and happy new year. It is officially 2023. This is the first episode of the Glojo in this new year. And guess what? It's my favorite episode of the year so far. Haha, <laughs> wink, wink. I feel like that's a cheesy dad joke. But jokes aside, this is truly one of my favorite episodes, if not the favorite episode that I have ever recorded. The conversation I have today is with the wonderful, the inspiring, the super smart and cool, groovy Molly Pittman. Molly and I have crossed paths in the professional world before. A mutual friend introduced us, and then we would see each other at business events. And I always knew I liked her style. And she has a podcast, and I'll make sure that I link to that podcast. It's the Smart Marketer Podcast. And anyways, I was listening to one of her episodes, and she was talking about a big life transition that she was going through. And as she was talking about her life transition, I just kept noticing how this woman makes decisions. And I was so inspired. I'm like, she needs to be on the Glojo. So I reached out to her. And yeah, one of my favorite interviews to date, we cover a ton of stuff. I will say my audio quality is not what it usually is in this interview. And that's a little heartbreaking for me because it's one of my favorites. But do you know what? That's life. We had some technical difficulties and I forgot to plug in my microphone. So there is the truth of what's going on. And kind of ironic because we even talk about in the episode how we're both kind of like grandmas when it comes to technology. So I hope that you still can enjoy the content and the quality of what is said, despite that my my audio might not be quite as polished as usual. All right, so here's what we talk about. All right, now that the housekeeping is done and you have the heads up, Here's what Molly and I talk about. Molly talks about her four-step intuitive decision-making process. I share the Glojo's very own aha method. More on this in the new year. We talk about making decisions that resonate with your true nature. And Molly talks about her career transition and when she was really burnt out and how she navigated that after. One of the main themes is really tuning into, you know, how we can tune into our internal guidance systems and that's really one of my biggest goals at the Glojo is to inspire people to tune into their truth and live a truth that is fulfilling for you, not fulfilling for your neighbor or your parents or society or your dog next door, whatever it is. So I'm really excited because today's conversation is, I think it's simple. It makes sense. It's fun. It's uplifting. And Molly brings in something that is actually going to be a bigger focus for me in 2023, she really talks about being of service and how can we be of service in different ways? It doesn't necessarily mean donating money. If that's if that works for you, that's great. But I love how she talks about how she had this skill set and she had a desire to help in a different way and how she's really been able to merge 
these different passions and hobbies and skills to create this super fulfilling life. And so there's also a weekly feel good challenge at the Glojo now. If you are not on the newsletter, make sure you head over to theglojo.com and sign up for the weekly glow. That is the newsletter that I send out. And that's where I share the weekly feel good challenge. Now I also share it on Instagram and I will share it right now because I'm talking about it. But this week's weekly challenge is choose a cause, choose a cause that you want to be involved with or choose a cause that you want to donate to. And you know, really start to think outside the box. And I'm going to share a bit more about that on Instagram and in the newsletter. So again, if you're not following me on Instagram, go over to at the Glojo on Instagram and then go to theglojo.com. Get on the newsletter because I have a ton of fun things lined up. One more housekeeping item that I forgot to mention in the interview, Molly mentions that she has a book. And so Molly is an author and she's the author of Click Happy, Your Guide to a Meaningful Life and Career in the Digital Era. She is also the CEO of Smart Marketer and she is the former VP of digitalmarketer.com. If you're in the online marketing industry, um, you'll know these. They're, they're big, big deals. And I just love how humble Molly is. But Back to my point, um, you can tell I'm so excited. In the interview, I say that I will link to Click Happy in the Glojo shop. The Glojo shop does not exist yet, but spoiler alert, there is going to be a Glojo shop. And this is where I'm going to link to incredible resources and products and books that I've read or different things that the people on my show have created to make it easy for you to find tools and resources to really build a happy, fulfilling, fun life. So I mentioned that it is not live yet, but it is coming soon. So I will make sure that I link to Molly's book in the show notes. And with that, let's let the interview begin. This is also a very fun interview. You know what? I think we can all, we all deserve to have more fun. Fun is good. It's good for the soul. So with that being said, happy new year. Thank you for being here. And I really, really hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, hello, Molly, and welcome to the Glojo podcast. It is so wonderful to have you here today. Ah, so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I love you as a person, your background, your show. <laughs> well, thank hello, you. Everybody. I, yeah, hello. <laughs> I appreciate that. And I know I just adore you ever since I remember meeting you in Austin when I was there for a Dr. Joe Dispenza event. And then I was visiting our mutual friend, Kurt, and that's how we met. And uh, yeah, I'm just so grateful for the connection. And it's always fun seeing you when our paths cross. Likewise. Cheers. Yeah. I have a coffee. So Ooh, I feel like yeah. we're having a coffee chat right well, now. Yeah, it is. It's like, it's the dojo, but it's also, you know, like Joe, cup of Joe, mojo, hojo. <laughs> it can go, go all It can go all <laughs> different all <the> directions, <laughs> depending on the time of day and the mood. Who knows? <laughs> What's up, y'all? Yeah. So there's nowhere I'd rather be. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, and yeah, thank you for making time. I know you are super busy and this has been, we were going to chat a couple of times and then things came up. And so I'm so, and then I went to Europe and just went totally down a rabbit hole and I'm just emerging I'm resurfacing now. And I went there in August. So it took a little bit to get back on track, but here I am. And today I'm so excited. So for everyone listening, Molly is a total badass. 
she is a really successful entrepreneur. She's someone that I have followed and admired in the online marketing industry for years. She is the CEO of Smart Marketer. She's recently started a dog rescue, which I am obsessed with. And we're definitely going to talk more about that. But what we're going to be talking about today and Molly, like I just, yeah, again, there's so many reasons I, I admire you. And I listened to one of Molly's episodes. She has a podcast and I'll make sure to link to that. Um, but I listened to this episode, Molly, when you were talking about a life update and you did a backtrack on, hey, if you're new, here's a little bit about me. Here's the life I've lived. And it was, I was just like, damn, I knew I really liked her. And now I know why, like we're cut from the same cloth. And so I would love to just turn the mic over to you so you can share a little bit and just introduce yourself to the Glojo community and yeah, yeah, your story and how you got to where you are now, because it's been pretty fascinating. Let's do it. And this is fun because usually on podcast, I'm talking about, you know, tactical marketing strategies and that's fun and I love it and it's world changing, but like, what's better to talk about than life? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We actually (laughs) added um, a segment to our podcast and the episodes are called not business for this exact same reason. I'm like, we need a space to talk not business. (laughs) I love it. It is so important. Like I have a lot of entrepreneurs on the show and naturally people think I'm going to be asking them and talking to them about business, but I'm like, no, I'm more interested in like what goes like you as a human and a person and what goes on that leads you to all of the business things and that helps and supports you in business. So I'm happy that this is fun for you. (laughs) Yeah. You know, we try to separate them, but it's really the same thing. It is easy to put those into two buckets, but you know, all of you that are listening, like you're creative, you're a go-getter, you know what you have to bring to the world. And a lot of times that does come up as entrepreneurship or what I would call entrepreneurship, like kind of working as an entrepreneur, but in someone else's business. Um, but yeah, so I grew up in a small town in Kentucky, um, nothing, you know, crazy, just pretty normal childhood. And as I was graduating college, I had no idea what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to be in business of some sort, or yeah, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew I was a free spirit and I was probably not uh, a fit for a nine to five, (laughs) Not that that wasn't part of my journey, but that was the end goal was, was really freedom, which I know, you know, all of you guys really resonate with. Oh yeah, big time. (laughs) (laughs) And also, you know, just like you and really a topic of this episode is I've always followed my gut. Um, I've never, you know, my parents really encouraged that. Uh, That's, you know, a part of my decision-making process and I allow signs. I watch the signs. I, I go with them. And I was graduating college, didn't really know what my next step would be. And I was meeting with my advisor and she said, you know, Molly, I really think you should move to Austin, Texas. I'm like, oh, I've never even thought of that. I haven't even really heard anything about Austin. And she said, yeah, I was just down there for a conference and I feel like you would fit right in. And that is your next thing. Mm -hmm. So I got chill bumps It was like a really pivotal moment that I will always remember. And I very much respected, you know, this person too. And so I did that. (laughs) I think I had like a thousand bucks, my best friend from college and I, which reminds me of your and Alex's relationship. We drove down, moved to Austin and started our lives. So I was bartending, hustling, trying to figure out how to make money. 
I was on Craigslist <laughs> looking for jobs, you know, more of a big girl job. <laughs> on and Craigslist. I love that. <laughs> on Craigslist, which, okay, sounds creepy. 10 years ago, this was less creepy, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's true. 10 years ago, this was viable, but there was some reason I was on Craigslist. Okay. <laughs> and I see this job posting that was different from all the rest. It was funny. It really called to me. And it was basically like, hey, do you want to be a part of this? experiment where we're hiring a bunch of interns and we'll take you through this program. Like there's no way you can lose. You'll at least learn. And in the end, we're going to hire a full, a few of uh, the interns into full-time positions. So I thought, okay, that's great. I get paid to do this. Yeah. Worst case scenario, I check something off my list. So that was with uh, digitalmarketer.com started by Ryan Dice. This was kind of before it was even branded that way. Um, and I got the internship, which was exciting. So I went through that program. I, uh, you know, received one of the full-time jobs at the end of the internship. And at that point I was like, okay, I know I want to do marketing. Like I'm obsessed with this, right? Yeah. This is something I cannot quit thinking about. <laughs> exactly. And so the next five years were really just me learning, me working my way up in that organization. I became VP of marketing. I started learning media buying. I was loving my life in Austin. I'm like a 20 something year old that gets to work at this, you know, cool tech company yeah. and hang out in Austin, Texas, especially coming from small town, Kentucky. Like this was fun. Right. right? And totally. that's something I've always chased. Like if I'm not having fun, something's wrong. And yeah. not that there aren't hard moments, but like fun is one of the top priorities. Yeah. Um, so that was great. I started to realize, okay, I am craving the freedom. I don't love going into the office. I have developed a skill set now that I've learned through experience, right? I did not learn this in school. I learned this through experience and working with other people that I can now use to start my own business, you know, very similar to, to you. Yeah. <laughs> and so of course that was the next step and, and leaving that company was so hard. It was such a big part of my identity and I was so grateful, but so ready for the next step. So as soon as I left there now I could go anywhere. Yeah, It's <laughs> I was fun working. when you have those moments. <laughs> oh my God. And I had like three to four years of, I really took advantage of that. Right. <laughs> I was working for myself, doing consulting, you know, making money and traveling the world. So I moved to Colorado for a couple of years. I loved that. Mm -hmm. uh, I moved to Amsterdam for a couple of years. That was really fun. Uh, same when I came back, I had to creep slowly out of my Europe hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It's a hole for sure. A great one. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, I was able to take the skill set that I learned monetize it, serve clients, but live the life that I wanted and, and still get to do that, which is really fun. So eventually I partnered with my friend Ezra Firestone. I realized, okay, this, you know, side consulting, uh, sort of just me thing is fun, but I do miss being a part of something bigger. And what does that look like? So yeah, now we have a business called smartmarketer.com. There's an information side where we do coaching and courses. There's also an agency side. And about two years ago now, this is, uh, I think, one of the the best parts of the story for me, <laughs> at least, <laughs> is um, I was living in Amsterdam. I had no intention to ever move back to Kentucky. 
I didn't know where I would be, but it would not be here. And I was home for the holidays of 2020 for about six weeks to see my family. And I was in a restaurant two days before I was leaving. And I ran into someone that I dated in high school. And there was this like huge, it felt like a, I don't know, like an earthquake happened. Like I looked at my friend and I was like, did you feel that? And he looked at me like he was, I was crazy. (laughs) He's like, what are you talking about? I love um, it. So I knew, okay, there's unfinished business with, you know, my now partner, Casey. And um, I sat on it for the rest of the time I was home and I decided I'm moving back to Kentucky. So this is really where the universe brought me and everything's come back full circle. So yeah, now we have a farm and we have a dog rescue there on the farm and uh, we keep about 10 to 15 dogs at a time that would be euthanized at shelters and then we get Mm. them adopted So it's been fun to come back and be in my hometown, be with my family again, have a great relationship. But also, you know, I needed to add something to my life that felt like it had a little bit more purpose. I'm sure you all feel that sometimes. And so it's great now to have the business side. And I love that. And I love the energy that I get from that. And I get to share with people. I also, the dog side is just such a part of my heart. So it feels, uh, it feels whole. Yeah. I guess yeah. that's the best oh, way to put it. So I love that, that. that is the the short <laughs> version of the story, but basically y'all I've listened to my gut, followed my intuition, even when it felt crazy or when I felt, Oh, well, people think I'm making rash decisions. I'd just be like, Hey dad, I'm moving to Amsterdam. And he knew my nature, right? He's like, yeah. all right, tear it up. Have fun. <laughs> Here um, we go. And I don't think I'll ever regret that. Now, definitely I think I'm settled location wise, but I haven't stopped, you know, following that, that feeling and that intuition. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing. And I just love, and for everyone listening, like Molly, you're so humble. You're like intern to VP of like, probably like a multi nine figure company. (laughs) And, and so a couple of questions that I have for you around following your intuition, um, and, and like, again, and I said this before we started recording, I'm like, you're so, you're so in tune, but you're also logical. <laughs> like you get, and it's like, <laughs> well, it's, it's a balance, a, right? Cause we do is. have to operate in this world. <laughs> totally. So there's a, a term that I learned about a year ago and it's called a whole brainer. And so I'm like, I want to be a whole brainer because I do, it's like, I'm right brain. It's weird. I was left brain when I'm, I was young. Then somehow, like in university, I went full right brain, but there is, I do have the ability to switch back and forth and that's really served me in business. And so, right. Isn't that cool? There's more. So I'm going to be learning more about this, but the question that I have around intuition, like you said, I had angel bumps. I just knew I like, just even in your language, you're like, well, and I I knew it was time. How do you receive that information? And then what is the process like to actually act on it? Because I know for myself, I'm really intuitive. I receive so much information. It can actually be overwhelming. And then Mm -hmm. I'll spiral in indecision. And I've gotten a lot better. I'm becoming a better decision maker. Um, And and around being like, all right, you got the hit. Trust it. Take that next step. Yeah. And so what advice do you have? (laughs) Okay. I actually want to take it back because I think there's one part of this that's really important. And um, actually on my podcast, which we'll link to the Smart Marketer podcast, one of the first few episodes that we did, this was a few years back, was with Gabby Bernstein. And it's called What's Holding You Back as a Digital Entrepreneur. 
And even if you're not an entrepreneur, you should listen to it because basically the point that she is making is that, um, you know, most of us, all of us need to do continued healing. And a lot of the issue that we have is that our intuitions actually blocked by unresolved trauma or things that have happened that, you know, haven't been faced or that, that still need a little bit of work. So that is something I'm always aware of, right? I'm never, not that I'm never satisfied, but I'm always working on myself. I'm always identifying where are negative thoughts coming from? Or if, if my energy is feeling bad, why is it that way? Because you know, I am the vessel and if I'm not the brightest light I can be, then my intuition's not great. That is when I start to make bad decisions because Mm. I'm resonating in a negative place. And so that's what I'm attracting. So I think first and foremost is always prioritizing myself in that way and not in a selfish way, but if I'm not in a place to get these true gut feelings, if I'm not in my best place, None of this works. And when I look back at the tough times in my life, it was actually a reflection of how I was treating myself or not prioritizing myself. And that just manifested. It really didn't have much to do with the people. It was just my inability to, to, to really um, be clear, right? I think it's a lot of it's about clarity. So I would say that's one bucket that I'm always focusing on and making sure that I'm my best because then you don't doubt those those hits that you get, right? Your intuition Smart. is so much stronger. So I guess the second part for me is learning to identify when it truly is a message or something that is meant for me, or if it's just my body reacting to dopamine, you know, right. like am I, is this just a part of, you know, this day-to-day world that we've created that is built? Like, of course, I'm going to get excited when I see sugar or, right. you know, there, there's that whole <laughs> rabbit hole to go down to of even just understanding, um, you know, what types of reactions we as people have to things. So yeah. for me, these hits or whatever we want to call them are always profound, right? They're not just like, Ooh, I got butterflies or Ooh, that felt good. And not that that's bad. It was like a physical reaction, like an undeniable, this is what I need to do. So I think that really having clarity on those big moments where it's like, there's no doubt. I cannot imagine my life if I didn't do this. That is really the filter that I use. Like Molly would be very, I would be very disappointed in myself if I didn't do this, you know, (laughs) like with Casey, I would have been, I couldn't imagine not acting on being with him. Like there was no doubt in my mind that that was the person that I needed to be with. I, I knew that within the first few days after that happening. So I don't know if that makes sense, but I feel like these big, the big shifts you've heard me talk about mm-hmm. are moments like sitting there with my professor. She said, move to Austin. There was no other option in my mind, right? Wow. Like when I left digital marketer, there was no option in my mind that I was moving to Colorado. That had already been in my mind for years, right? Yeah. Same thing with Casey. So um, really those profound moments. Um, and then in terms of acting on them. So because in my mind, it is so clear then it's easy for me to logic it, right? This is true. Okay, there's, I can't (laughs) imagine my life not doing this thing. And because I believe that's what's meant to happen, it has always just unveiled itself. So it's never been 
I'm not saying it's been easy, but I've never been in a moment where I've doubted whether I should do that thing or not do that thing. So, um, you know, I think it's like moving back to Kentucky. Well, there was a lot of life I needed to wrap up in Amsterdam. Like my dog yeah. was in Amsterdam. There were so many logistics, but the logistics are easy to figure out when your heart knows what's true. Oh my gosh. That's like a, I was like, I was gonna say wisdom bomb. I need to come up with a, with a name for like a glow, <laughs> a sparkle bomb or something. <laughs> I love that. The logistics are easy when your heart knows what to do. And I think yeah. that it can be so easy to get stuck in logic. And I just mm-hmm. want to go back to what you shared right to begin with about being able to actually receive the guidance and the intuitive hits. So at the Glojo, we have the aha method. So the first A is developing self-awareness. H is honoring. And that really is like accepting. And then the next A is aligned, like making aligned choices. And then the last one is acting on it. And so I really love that's how- That's what I did. That's 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 what you do. Everybody, Molly Pittman, using the aha method right here. But it's so cool to- to hear you actually go right back to the self-awareness phase. That's where I spend a lot of time and where I talk about things quite a bit, because if we're not aware of our patterns and where we get stuck, it's so easy to get off course. Mm. Yeah. And I think another issue too, and I see this, especially in the business world is high achieving people want to think that things are going to happen in in one way, right? I hate the question, where will you be in five years? Like if I would have told you five years ago, I would be here. Like I would have been in such conflict with that. I would have undersold myself. So I really, I try to have, I try to think of how do I want to feel? And then I let the pieces unveil, right? It still means you have to do the work, but it's like, how do I want to feel? Because a lot of people are in the spot they are right now, because that's who five years ago version of themselves said they wanted to be, and then they get too locked into it. And then it's not in alignment. So, you know, I think it's also just don't be so concrete about the future. We truly do not know what's going to happen. And you're actually holding yourself back. It's good to have guidance. I love goals. I love, Mm -hmm. but it's more about how do you want to feel less about how does it look or what the logistics are? right? The yeah. logistics, like we said, that that's the easy part. Oh my gosh. I love it. So again, you don't know that you're, you're dropping like little glowisms. Ah, maybe it's a glowism. <laughs> maybe it's a glowism. So the tagline at the Glojo is fuel your feel good oh because, and I just got chills because I really do. And maybe they're glow bumps. I think I could get a little out of control with all of this, but I, I, I truly believe that when we learn to truly like to pay attention to what feels good, but not in a hedonistic way. Yeah, that's fun every now and then, but this is more in like the soul nourishing way. And when we are guided from there, this whole world that opens up and there's a quote that I'm not remembering right now, but essentially the quote says, it's like, don't like by thinking, by staying so fixated on what you think you want or what you want, you're actually blocking all of these amazing opportunities. Life can be so much better and so much more exciting than we even know. And so when we can actually tune into like how we want to feel and going a little more abstract, that's when I think these like unlimited possibilities can start to arrive. And maybe what we think we want Like we're actually going to be delivered something or create something because I do believe like we need to be like conscious creation and taking action, but it can be so much better and so much more fulfilling than we could, than than we can even grasp. 
Oh, absolutely. And just don't take it so seriously, right? Don't be so rigid. It's like a few of the sayings we have in our company are, you know, serve the world unselfishly and profit because we believe if you are of service, then that's the way to do business. That's the way to do life, right? Everything mm-hmm. comes back around law, attra- law of attraction, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. That is true. Right. Um, and then another one is fun is the goal because if fun is the goal, you're always going to enjoy what you're doing. Love is the way. So if you're doing it in a fun way and you're always coming from a place of love, how can it go wrong? Right. <laughs> Unless yeah. you're, you're not communicating well. So I really like I love this message that you're putting out there because this is the missing piece in the world right Mm -hmm. now. You know, we're only here for however long we're here and we take all of this way too seriously. And this is just a playground and we have the universe. We have this spiritual guidance. If we choose to listen and set ourselves up to there to tell us what the next step is just through our own bodies and our own intuition and I just wish more people had this message because um, there's so much suffering that doesn't have to to happen, right? It, it really doesn't. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you. And I I agree. And also like one of the values at the Glojo is playfulness. So like, I'm really choosing the people, it. the guests, like I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really on track here. Um, so I just want to go back and quickly reference something and just add on to what you said for people who might receive information in different ways. I love how you had your big ahas and I've had moments where it's like, there is no way I can't do this. And those have really guided, those have guided my life. Like when I moved to Malaysia to work for Mind Valley, I literally had, I had a job offer oh, yeah. to be a pharmaceutical sales rep, which like, that's so not me now. I had a, a job offer. You would offer. have been good at it though. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I really think I could have, you know, I, I think I would have been, but what I said to myself, I'm like, do you know what? There's this thing, it's illogical. I can't explain it, but I can't ignore it. But and so that- I- but yeah. that would be the rigid version, right? That is where we're talking about the the rigid goals can yeah. hurt you because you might have taken that for money or because you thought your parents would like it or that's the right thing to do. And I you know. would have shut your intuition off. Like that's a perfect example of yeah. what we were just talking about. Yeah, it really is. And I, I remember like I was making $800 a month at Mind Valley. Like that's what they used to pay, right? To begin with when you started. And I had this I and my dad it. was like, I don't understand you. But I so and we're like what you need, but I support you. And having that conversation with him really set me free. And so that's an that's an example of what you were talking about. Now I know because I talk about this a lot with people, and sometimes it's like the tiniest little things. And you know, there are these huge monumental moments where we take that big leap of faith, we make that big decision, but then our days are also full of all of these micro decisions and micro actions. And so if for everyone listening, if you're listening right now and you don't have these like big pivotal moments that are showing up, <laughs> like literally play around. And like, I think that it's building the trust and building the muscle as well. So like yes. literally trust yourself, be like, what do I feel like for lunch? It can be the tiniest little things, but have fun with it and do little experiments, be open to receiving like what way should I drive home from work or what way should I go meet up with a friend and like, just look for the little differences that can happen because I do, I know that there's these big moments and it's so important to listen to. And then I know life is built off of all of these little micro actions and micro decisions that we take throughout the day, you know? And those are the little exercises. And like, I kind of saw, I did those, I do those, cool. and, <laughs> but I mean, th- that's what leads to you being able yeah. to receive the bigger stuff. So yeah. 
you know, the reason I had Gabby Bernstein on the podcast is like one of her books was really profound for me probably eight or so years ago when I realized like, whoa, the universe, holy crap. And she had a few exercises like you're talking about where it's like, pick a sign, ask for the sign and some simple things that I was like, what am I doing? If someone, (laughs) (laughs) am I crazy? But it's true. Like that is how you build. It's not even how you build. It's how you get back in touch with it. Right. right? We have it. We ignored it. It's how it's like a muscle. It's just like working out, you know, it's like, I'm trying to get back in shape. So I'm doing a 10 minute a day workout series right now. And I I love love it it because I don't dread it. And it's working me back up. That's the that's the beginning steps that lead to the bigger moments because then you already know what it feels like. It's just on a grand, grand scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. And Gabby Bernstein's amazing. I've read her, I followed her for years and I've read some of her stuff and yeah, it's so like, it's these practical little things that can really make a difference. So don't over, yeah, don't underestimate the little things. Um, so I, another question that comes to mind when you were working at digital marketer, it's a big company. Like there's the, you were VP there. What was it like choosing to leave? So this is me totally just putting myself in your shoes. (laughs) So this is full on projection. I am naming it. And then you can take it and do as you wish. But I think if I was there, I would probably be working, hustling, learning, growing, loving it, burning myself out and feeling a lot of mixed emotions and being like, I can't do this anymore. I know I want something different because you said the freedom. So again, just like thinking yes. if, it, if it were me, how did you, like one, I do want to talk about burnout, but before that, like it's the, oh, what am I trying to say? It's the ego or it's the image, like how, what we think it should be like, or what we think it's like, well, I took the leap and I built this really, you know, and it's like, it was really good. I'm sure that there was the other parts, but like yeah. from the outside looking in, it's like, wow, this is amazing. Like yeah, how could you made it. How can you, yeah. what is that like? Because I think for so many people, when you're corporate and when you're rocking it and you're a rock star, even if you've just built a really successful business, but you know, it's not aligned anymore. God, that can be really hard to step away from that identity, but you did and you honored your truth. And I just need to like, give you a high five for that because I know it wouldn't (laughs) have been easy. But yeah, it was one of the most painful things I've gone through, like not as close to my parents getting a divorce, but on a level of that, just for what you're talking about, right? It's a, it was a break in family feeling for me too, right? Because Mm -hmm. you work in a company like that, it's like a family. So you feel like you are breaking up. I mean, it is hugely emotional. And especially when you're burned out, you don't have the emotional capacity to deal with something like I would deal with it now. So it was the hardest thing, but the pain outweighed the uncomfortableness, right? Like I was in so much pain that it forced me honestly out of the situation because I needed to recover. And I'm so grateful for that, but it was really hard. And it's still, that was five years ago and it still, you know, hurts my heart a little bit because it does feel like a breakup or it is some sort of fracture in a um, dynamic that was so important. And then you layer on, you know, ego or Mm -hmm. what, you know, the good thing was that I knew the value that I brought and I knew that it would stand alone. And I knew that I actually would 
succeed more quickly on my own, not because of anything that they were doing, but just because I was ready to. So it was less about that and just way more about the relational side of it. Yeah. And no matter what, even if it is an amicable parting, it's still tough, right? There's, it's, it is, yeah. there is no easy way to go about something like that. And so, yeah, that was one of the the biggest moments of my life that I look back and that's, those were also some of the times where I was so stressed that I wasn't taking care of myself. And then that was affecting my ability yeah. to make decisions. And so now that I have such a clearer hindsight, you know, of mm-hmm. course, yeah, always, <laughs> it, of it course. makes more sense, but in the <laughs> moment I was going from, oh my God, I feel such a high because I'm about to have all this freedom and all the possibilities in the future. And then the lows of, oh my goodness, I, what did I lose? You know? And that was a wave that came back and forth, like strongly the first year. And then, you know, it's dissipated over time, but what a wild, you know, that's, that's a wild part of work. And what we do is we spend more time with the people we work with usually than anybody else in our lives. And we don't take, we don't think about that. We don't value that. And that's why I knew when whatever I was going to do in the future, it was going to be with other people. I don't really love working on projects by myself. I love collaborating and it was going to be with people that I loved dearly that I knew I could always rely on relationally and values wise and everything that we're discussing. They had to get everything we were discussing today, right? Or it would be, I would feel three years down the line, I would feel cramped again and it wouldn't work. So I would say that that's my biggest piece of advice when it does come to whatever you do to, to make money in the world is to do it with those people where it does feel there is alignment. (laughs) That's when you build cool stuff, right? This, you know, we started working together four-ish years ago. If you would tell me four years ago that we were selling what we're selling now and the way we're selling it, I'd be like, no, I never want to do that. Right. Again, it turned out to look differently, right? but it feels amazing just because there's that core alignment there. So, yeah, I love that. And going back, like values and aligned values cannot be like, it cannot be underrated or over, I'm not sure the right way to say it, but values are important, everyone. So yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know for me over the years, what I've done is I'll make an ideal, like a list of my ideal clients. And, and it's, it's a little different. It's like avatar style, but different. And it's like, well, yeah. they need to value travel and they yes. need to value, you know, like a different lifestyle. And it really is value-based because what I found is that when I get into working relationships with people who truly view the, the world through a different lens and have different values, it's difficult. It's crunchy. It's not fun. We might be able to get stuff done, but it's like, I'm not in it to just get stuff done. I want to like really make an impact and have fun and feel good and, and all of the things. And so I admire you for being able to like make a difficult decision that was best for you. And I think that as much as I'm all like play and fun, the reality is, is there are difficult decisions that we have to make in life, but they often lead to more freedom or they lead to it, it's it's like us continuing our path and finding like what's aligned now. Yeah, um, and if you're living big and you're yeah. doing big stuff, you're going to grieve that, right? Yeah. Like I was grieving. Yeah. That's really all it is. 
uh, which, which is interesting. You, you do grieve things like that. Right. And I would say that also a trap that I've fallen into is thinking I need to work with people that are like me instead of people that have the same values as I do. So for example, you know, for one of our businesses, I have a business partner, Ezra and a business partner, John. And at the core, our values are the same in terms of how we want to show up in the world, how we mm -hmm. want to treat people. But functionally, we are opposite. You know, John is the data person. He's logical. He makes it all happen. I'm more creative. Ezra's more a big picture. And so I just want to point that out to people because that that is where the secret sauce is, you know, because mm. you're all aligning on the core. Here's what I think of the world and humans and how we want to show up and treat people. And we all have different skill sets and that is appreciated, right? Yeah. There's no competition. <laughs> yeah, it's so beautiful. Yeah, I love it. That's that's when fun stuff happens. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And I, yeah, it's, I'm reminded, I was like, oh God, we could go down and like a relationship rabbit hole there, like opposites attract. But I think that it can work when values are aligned. Yes. Probably a bit of a shit show if they aren't, yeah. <laughs> but there's, oh. that, you know, but there's, there's the, those polar, like all, yeah, just being able to recognize that everybody has their zones of genius and like really owning that. I know for me over the last few years, I've really just leaned into owning my genius and really owning what I'm not great at. And I it's am. had, and it's tough, but I've had to be honest with myself. And then it's easier to be honest with other people. And again, you just attract more aligned. And communicate it to other people. Tell yeah. people that you're working with or that you're, hey, I am good at this. I'm not good at this. Yeah. And then great. I match well with someone that has the opposite chart that I do. Yeah. I mean, that's because again, that's ego. That's when you're able to put ego yeah. aside and say, I'm not perfect. Here are my flaws. I mean, you and I were talking, yeah. this is a silly basic example, but before we started recording, I'm like, it's funny because I'm this digital marketing person and I'm so not technical. I can barely get my microphone to work. Right. Yeah. And my team knows that about me. Hey guys, I am not good at this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Will someone logical come in and make sure this is set up correctly? And that's, that's good communication, man, just yeah. in all areas of life. Yeah. There's freedom. There's like freedom when we can just be honest with ourselves. And I think we need to be honest with ourselves first. And then the communicating, that's such a big part. We, I feel like I could talk to you forever and we can just kind of keep going around. I want to talk about the rescue shelter. I, and for everyone listening, I'm going to make sure that I link to how you can donate and support the incredible work that Molly is doing with the shelter. Here's what I want to talk about. Dream to done. You had this and like, I love this and maybe like done as in like, it's still, it's still starting, but you yeah. had this How'd idea. How did it happen? How did it yes. happen? You had this idea. It started to show up more. And now all of a sudden you have hundreds of dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can't even keep up. It's wild. Okay. So I've known I would do this my whole life. So actually my mom found a letter that I wrote when I was like seven and it said, like, I will have 17 dogs. She just gave it to me. Wow. So I've always in my gut, this is really the only thing from childhood that I've always known I would do in some way. And wow. I thought I would be a vet, but I'm like, I'm scared of blood. No, thank you. That my brain doesn't work <laughs> in that way. Um, so it's funny how it's come back around, but this is probably the only thing I've known about myself in terms of what I'm going to do 
my wow. whole life. Oh my why? gosh, that is. And I've always been drawn to animals and they've always been a huge part of my life, but I didn't know how it would show up. And I kind of just put it to the side for, yeah. you know, while I've done my career stuff the last 10 years, this was lingering, but it was far out. And so when I moved back to Kentucky, I realized, okay, Molly, this is a place where you're going back to a community that you were a part of, you have connections and you can make a real impact and making money is fun and business is fun. But what, when, when you're at the end of your life, what is, what, what else do you stand for? What other Mm -hmm. impact have you had? And that question immediately, immediately for me has always gone back to animals, but same thing. I did not come up with a grand plan for it. I just started letting it happen. So when I moved back, I actually moved into an apartment up here above uh, the office that I'm in. And I knew I was ready to buy property like you just did a few years ago. And then I started, I mean, Kentucky is so cheap real estate wise. I'm like, wow, I can get like 85 acres and a house for what a one bedroom in Amsterdam would have been. My boyfriend really loves nature. He's a farmer. I'm like, okay, that would be awesome. But that's just the first step I took. I'm like, maybe I'll build a retreat on my farm where people can come stay. That's still an idea that didn't move into action. And do you know why? It didn't feel right. It didn't start developing. So I just didn't move on it. And that doesn't mean it won't happen, but it's just sitting there right now. But something that did start to happen. So I move into this farm and the lady that lived there before me, she's like, oh yeah, I used to rescue dogs. I'm like, oh, and she takes me into the barn, which I hadn't really looked at very intensely because I didn't know what I would do with a barn. Yeah. And she starts to show me, yeah, here's where I would keep the animals and it's heated. And I'm going, oh my goodness, like, this is what I've always wanted to do. And it's in front of me and I didn't even know. And so I get to sort of take the reins from this person who's already built this cool infrastructure. It's like, okay, cool. We we could do that. Still didn't know what it would look like. So mm-hmm. move into the farm. And then I had one dog, Larry, who you know of. Yeah. He's been around forever. He's traveled all these adventures with me. And he moves to the farm and I'm like, great, I can finally get more dogs. So I knew like I wanted more personal dogs. And I knew I, of course, wanted to rescue them like I did Larry. So I go to some rural shelters around here. I start to see the situation. I'm like, oh my God, this is so much worse than I thought it was. I adopted a dog or two for us to keep. And then I started doing things like, okay, we'll you know, donate money or bring you dog beds. It's getting cold. You know, what do you guys need? And so I started to get more involved in just the community of people helping dogs. And then my mom calls me, Hey, Molly, I saw my friend Linda at work and Linda works for this dog rescue, Kentucky saving them together, which Mm -hmm. I'm on the board of now. And she wants to talk to you. All right, great. All this is just unveiling, right? This is just happening. It's all happening. Hey, Linda, what's up? And she says, I have a dog. Can you take her today in a few hours? And I'm like, um, uh, 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 and I talked to Casey and I'm like, are we starting a dog rescue today? <laughs> and he's like, I guess. And so we get our first foster puppy, Alex. 
And she really started the whole journey. Then I got in with this rescue. So this rescue that I work with already existed, very similar to Ezra already had Smart Marketer. I love joining existing yeah. things because then I can just make them better and work with yeah. other people. So I was able to join this rescue, develop relationships. Now I'm in charge of the fundraising and the philanthropy. And then we're one of the biggest fosters with our barn. So one dog led to two, then it's just like a business. Now that we have systems and processes and help in place, I'm able to, to facilitate and help more dogs at the same time. So it was honestly just like the travel and career stuff. I kind of knew what I wanted, but I didn't know how it would go. And it just kind of happened. Yeah. <laughs> and I've just learned along the way and built more relationships and gotten more involved with the rescue. And um, yeah, it's it's really powerful. That's incredible. I didn't realize that that's how the whole story unfolded. How many dogs have you rescued? So personally on our farm, so we've yeah. been doing this a year. This has only been going on a year. We got Alex almost a year ago, like yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Um, we've had like 79 dogs and those are just dogs that wow. have lived at our farm, but the rescue in general, we are rescuing about 200 dogs a month. Um, wow. and they are at various foster homes. And then our model is that every Saturday we put them on a van and they go up to the Northeast of the United States because the laws in Kentucky are really bad for animals. It's why we have this issue in the first place. Mm -hmm. People aren't spaying, neutering their pets. The shelters don't have resources. They have to euthanize. So we try to get the dogs out of here to places that do. We send a lot of dogs to Canada, yeah. you, you know, <laughs> <laughs> places that have their shit together when it comes yeah. to animals. And so we've built you know, more relationships with rescues up there that will receive the dogs and get them adopted. So it something else about it more selfishly for me that I didn't realize um, would complement what I do so much is having something in person that I'm able to work mm. on that has uh, just some satisfaction associated to it. So yeah. our work is so cool, but being able to having the responsibility, I mean, between my partner and I, it's probably four hours a day of dog care, but I love doing it. It's yeah. something I can do with my hands. I'm cleaning, I'm feeding, you know, people think we play with puppies all day and yes, we get to do that. But a lot of it's grunt it's work. work. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And That's a lot I of work. actually needed that in my life. I'm not above that. It's yeah. so humbling. It's so rewarding. It allows me to get out of my head, you know, because yeah. it's about what's just in front of me. And they really help me remind me animals do that. Don't take life so seriously. Like mm -hmm. we talked about, you know, yeah. it really does just go back to love and um, yeah, it's, it's so therapeutic and also something that it's cool the way it's worked out. I can use play both things together, right? So business now, my business connections are my biggest fundraiser people for the rescue, you know, uh -huh. and the rescue <laughs> gives the business side more fulfillment. So yeah, everybody has the opportunity at some point to say, what am, what am I doing? What am I really good at? Which for mm -hmm. me, it's marketing and making money. Well, how can I also apply that to a cause I feel really really good about. Yeah. I love, there's so many things in there that I just, I just <laughs> love. I was just like, as you were talking, I'm like, I'm just in my emotions so much. And <laughs> I'm feeling it. I'm reminded of this episode I recorded quite a while ago with this woman called, um, her name's 
Karen Pettigrew. I always want to say Karen, but it's Karen. And she talks about soul's purpose and how if you go back to the age around seven, but she said six to eight or seven, that is when you can look for clues about like, what were you obsessed oh with? What were you enjoying? What were you talking about? And I've referenced, that funny? I know. And so when you said seven, I'm like, yep, it doesn't, it's, it all lands. I'm going to find this funny photo and I'll include it in the blog post that goes with this episode and I'll share it with you. Literally, there's this photo of me that I drew when I was young. Now, this is less about, you know, I wasn't necessarily doing anything, but maybe it was me being a podcast host, but it's like this kind of messy blonde hair and then really bright lipstick and big, big earrings and like a really colorful shirt. I'm like, how did, how did the little me know? And like, usually my hair, my, my hair's not messy today, but it can get pretty messy and I wear bright lipstick and it's like, I love big earrings. We're so connected to ourselves there's not all the layers of like expectation and what we should do and and it's really just getting in tune with yeah I'm gonna try to dig up that letter for you too I'm pretty sure it said something like I will have seven dogs I will be a vet so I knew I would be working with animals but and I'll live with my best friend which is true but I I did put that I would be single so I didn't like boys at that point she didn't know any better it's okay like three truths and a lie (laughs) that's so funny oh my goodness well and I just love how again you were open like you were just open and so I know like being open is such a huge piece of the puzzle what advice do you have for people to just be open in general like it's the whole like there could be something incredible waiting on our front step but if we don't open the door we're never gonna know it's there I think it's two things. First is like define what success is to you. If you Mm -hmm. let go of what that means to society, you're golden because then your goals are based off of how you want to feel like we talked about and not how much money you want to make or what type Mm -hmm. of house or if you have kids or a car. That is a trap. So set your (laughs) own expectation, right? And make it about how you want to feel and surrender and let it happen but also take action. That does not mean be lazy, but it means take action on what comes to you in those clear moments. And I think just don't take it so seriously. I mean, if, if people ask sometimes like Molly, what's your number one key to success or, you know, success being whatever you label it as, but you know, Molly, if you had to pick one reason you've been so successful, which to me, I'm still like, okay, I've made money, but that's successful to you. Anyway, side note, (laughs) (laughs) what would it be? And it's like, be easy to get along with. Mm. Honestly, that, that seems shallow, but it's true. If I look, especially in business, the people that struggle are the ones that cannot play nicely with others. Mm -hmm. And it's like, even if you don't align with someone, respect them, love them, like value every single being you come across in this world and try to see the good in them and have your boundaries and, you know, do what you need to do, but truly see people truly, truly care about them. If you do that, it can't go wrong because I'm not perfect in any ways, but I'm able to work with others that can fill in where I'm weak and People also give me the benefit of the doubt because I'm like, hey, I screwed up. I'm sorry, right? And so just just be easy. Be easy to yourself. Be easy to work with with others. And I mean, as as cliche as it sounds, really try to see the bright side because- 
you know, we're, we're not here very long. It is a playground and there's so much crazy, awful stuff going on in the world. And I look at that, you know, that's something with the dog rescue that's really challenged me is that this is the first time in my life I've been forced to every single day, look at an issue that is really hard to look at. And usually I've chosen not to pay attention to the news or to ignore insert issue, but you can still acknowledge issues and see the hard things in life. Like I do every day with dogs dying or whatever it is and still be positive. Right. That's what I realized. I was like, Whoa, Molly, both of these ways of being can exist at the same time. And that is a really cool place to be. And I think, especially as our world gets crazier or whatever you want to call it, that is a superpower That is <laughs> because you're not numbing out. You're not completely ignoring, yeah. but you're also holding on to your power and your positivity. Yeah. I love that. And I know for me, there's been times where I'll just be overcome with, I was like, <laughs> I had this one client meeting and something was going, I mean, there's been so many things that have gone on, but it was something horrible that was going on in the, like somewhere over, overseas, it overtook me. And then she asked how my day was. And I was like, then I saw a dog on Instagram. It wasn't one that you posted, but it was like this horrible. And I'm like in the world. And she's like, I'm always professional, like pretty, like, and she was like, okay. And she really, but she took it. And it was so, it was just so nice to actually be able to express that, express that part. And, and also though, you're right. It's a skill set. But like being able to acknowledge and that's been hard for me because I am super empathic and I'm sensitive and there's certain causes that I'm really drawn to. And then when I'm in it, I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know if I can do it. And so what I've been toying around with is how can I really show up and make a difference? How can I use my skills? So I love that you've said this. I'm like, how can I use the skills that I have and support this cause in a way that's actually going to be of service and still feel good? Because I don't think that we need to like be of service and like, you know, to acknowledge the bad, it doesn't mean we have to feel bad. It's like, let's, you know, it's like, we don't need to, it's good to to fix it. You can't feel bad, right? The world needs the people that are in the positive charge to actually solve those problems in the first place. And you and everybody listening, I feel is probably on the empathetic side Yeah. and a change I've made in my twenties, I tried to use my skills to fix people, whether it was romantic (laughs) relationships or people I worked with or friendships that always left me disappointed and it wasn't their fault. Mm -hmm. And now I've realized, no, Molly, take your skills and go towards a cause. Wow. That is how I should be using my, my time. And it's, and it's not disappointing. Right. And (laughs) I can still help people, right. I'm still helping people, but I just mean, you know, I was laser focused on how do I help this person? No, that's, that's not what it's about. So, but that's what we feel like we want to need to do as. right yes. <laughs> these emotional people were like you don't feel this like ah. <laughs> oh yeah that's a whole other that's a whole other that's a whole episode, episode. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for taking the time to be here today where well right. and I'll just say if you want to add anything in closing words go for it and then where can people find you how can they support the rescue and yeah just anything you it. want of course so I think the social platform I'm most active on is Instagram. So you can find me at Molly Pittman Digital. And then the dog rescue is called Kentucky Saving Them Together. I didn't choose the name. I kind of, it's just kind of long, but you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, 
Uh, and business-wise, mollypittman.com, smartmarketer.com. I also have a book called Click Happy on Amazon, and it talks a lot about this, like my story, and there's some chapters about spirituality and like how that helps. It's a lot of what we just discussed. So that's another option to... I did not know that. Well, that is going in the it's Glojo there. store. That's going in the Glojo <laughs> shop. It. And so yeah, it's called Click Happy, your guide to a meaningful life in a digital era, I think it is. So it's oh it really is a lot of this discussion. It's like, yeah, I love talking marketing and business tactics, but this is the stuff that that really matters, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can be the smartest person, but the least in tune and and be miserable. And I don't want that for anybody. So yeah. thank you for having me, dear. You oh. are such a superstar and just such a good person and keep it up. Thank you so much. I feel the same about you and I can't wait. I'm going to go read Click Happy. So that's really, really exciting. And for everyone listening, thank you for tuning in. I hope that there are some incredible takeaways and check out the blog post for the glow notes and the top takeaways that I'm going to share from this episode. All right. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> See ya.